0: It's springtime in Canada. The Canada Gooses are back trying to swim on the still-frozen ponds. Children are trying to bike on partially snow-covered driveways and trying to dodge Uber and skip the dishes drivers on the roads. Keep your heads up, little ones. One of the most exciting times for Canadians is the end of the National Hockey League season in April and the quest for Lord Stanley's Cup we wait again? It's springtime like no other in our history. The virus has changed so much and has pushed back our favourite pastime. So now we wait and see who comes out of the North Division in Canada. The top four teams will battle for the chance to make it to the final four. A Canadian team is guaranteed to make it to the last four teams standing. As an Oilers fan, this excites me. Leafs fans must be chomping at the bit to have their season over with and get on with the playoffs. The top team in Canada is the Toronto Maple Leafs, a team that hasn't won the Stanley Cup since 1967. So this year we wait. We wait until May when we sit on our decks and enjoy the games and pray that our team makes it longer and longer. the hardest tournament to win, the Stanley Cup Playoffs. Fall turns into winter, winter turns into spring, spring turns into championship season. Tonight, we dive into the current state of the North Division and much, much more in the sports world. It's episode 21 of Those Canadian Lads. Welcome.
1: Brad, how are you doing this evening?
0: A very stoic opening for a very stoic topic.
1: Sports! Yeah, very stoic topic. Topic, sorry. Um, I do uh, I do have to uh, give props to you today. Um, uh, dear listener, you, you're not aware of the behind-the-scenes things that take place here at Those Canadian Lads. And, you know, Brad and I are busy individuals on occasion, and sometimes one of us really has to step up. And Brad did so tonight. I also wrote an opening. I'm not going to read it for you, but it was effectively me saying, I didn't write you an opening and you've grown accustomed to the fact that we weave a tapestry of a story for you. And I think Brad's delivered that tonight. So kudos to you, Brad. Uh,
0: We love to paint a picture for that dear listener, that one person listening in Virginia to those Canadian lads. And, uh, one day, the, uh, that Canadian lad listener will re- reveal themselves to us. We're on Twitter. Say hi anytime.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe that listener can acknowledge the fact that you effectively threatened kids to watch out on the street. So I, I do like that. I'm not a skip the dishes
0: driver. I'm not playing Frogger <laughs> with these kids. Hey. Hey.
1: It's they the kids they have to grow up tough, uh, fast and tough. It's fine. I also too like that you are like this is a spring unlike any other. I can't help but be reminded that there was probably eight springs between two world wars that were just like, oh god, this is so much worse. It's way worse. It's oh yeah, yeah. We're going yeah, into yeah. a third wave, Jeffrey. There, there was shut a, us down again. There was a virus at the end of one of them.
0: <laughs> oh, wait, and it was it was actually pretty serious. And it was quite serious.
1: Yeah. So no, well put though. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to build a little drama in the lads tonight, buddy. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, as I said today, we're going to kind of focus on maybe the lighter side of, of life, maybe some sports news, maybe some lighter current events. What are we looking forward to in the coming future here? So um, I I would like to start off with, um, I know you want to talk about the North division as a whole, and we'll definitely touch on that. I wanted to touch on the fact that there was something that perplexed me about the last Oilers game against the Montreal Canadiens. Now, obviously, the Oilers lost a week of the season to the Canadiens having to go under the COVID testing. Uh, the NHL had to reschedule those three games, through two of them to the end and slipped one of them after the Toronto game. So Tuesday, they played a back-to-back, effectively. In my opinion, and it's a very humble opinion when it comes to coaching hockey or managing hockey, because I've never done either – but that's a game that you're pretty much guaranteed to lose. You're, you're not really up for that game. You weren't preparing for it. You had a week off. You, you just played Toronto the night before. Why wouldn't you just switch out as many taxi squad players as you could and get Bouchard and uh, Jones on the ice? Just a chance for them to skate and play in an NHL game as opposed to just fielding effectively the same lineup.
0: You know, that's an interesting point. You know, if you think about it, you know, they're planning these games out weeks in advance. Um, they had to you know, do it on the fly for this one specific game, you know, setting up a back to back, um, you know, they just come off, uh, an overtime win Darnell nurse, beauty goal. Oh, in overtime. That's beauty. Yeah. yeah. That's Darnell's killing goal. it this year. Hopefully those flame fans down South are listening to, uh, those Canadian lads. Uh, we're going to have to have some, uh, some of that content on there, Kyle and, on, and, uh, and Hawk and Lube's helmet on, on the, on the pod coming on in the future. But, uh, uh, that was a beauty that, uh, kind of set the tone for the week, but you're right. They're not ready for that game They're That's a filler game um you know they're not mentally ready for it they have to fly in and and get ready for the game You these are sets like you you got to think about they get into a mindset playing these sets of games two three you know however many games they're going to play against a certain team and um for the national i'm not making an excuse it's just yeah it's gonna sound like sour grapes that motherfuckers bitching
1: No, no, I don't, I don't think it's that in the least bit. Like I do agree with you. It's just like, yeah, of course I'd rather have them win. And I don't want to bitch and moan that the, 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 everyone knew the season was going to be weird with games being either postponed, slipped into certain spots. Edmonton is not unique in that the fact that their schedule got changed up a little bit, but so I'm not complaining about necessarily. I'm just more complaining of like, why wouldn't as the, as Tippett, why wouldn't you just be like, oof. Screw it. Let's just throw this game away. Let's get some guys on the ice, get some guys some rest. I know they have rest coming up this week, and I don't think they play again until Friday, but it's Friday why- against the Flamers. Friday against the Flames. And why not just why not just play the guys who have been sitting on the taxi squad this whole time? So Yeah,
0: you know, but th- at the end of the day, you're looking for points, right? You're trying to, to climb the standings and separate yourself from those last three teams, you know, Winnipeg, Calgary, and well, Ottawa's not catching anybody, but um Thankfully, we have a a, a free game, a, a space on the bingo uh, card against those guys coming up. But uh, yeah, no, I, I think it was a bit of a, in my opinion, yeah, it's a bit of a throwaway game. There's no way you can get mentally set for a game like that. It's it's You know, it's funny. Um, St. Louis had this same scenario where a bunch of teams in the states ended up getting COVID. And they ended up having to play the Arizona Coyotes seven games in a (laughs) row. It's like, talk about a bit of a, if I'm a, I'm a player one, it's kind of annoying Two, It's a letdown and you know, it's just, it, 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 it starts becoming Bush league in, in my opinion, but we're dealing with something, uh, a spring, like no other.
1: (laughs) Yeah, of course. The worst spring in recorded history
0: (laughs) in the, at least in the 21st century
1: oh uh, yeah sure that's fair yeah there you there. go yeah, that's there you fair. go yeah i know and obviously like i said like other nhl teams other other sporting or sports franchises have been affected by scheduling changes and everything like that so it is unique but but that's a state and that's why like when we did our pre-season uh episode when we discussed what how we thought the season was going to kind of unwrap that's kind of why i thought that it's like oh uh, the the sell of this is going to be playoff hockey every time you're going to get these like games and groups and then memories for the next time they play in a group it's that's why i kind of felt like it wouldn't really go that way so i can only imagine on game six and seven of playing the coyotes or playing the blues and you're just like i know that guy slashed me yesterday but i I just don't even care
0: anymore (laughs) ask me ask me what i think about the north division and watching canadian teams every night because we talked about this on a prior podcast
1: yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, how how do you feel about that, Brad? How do you feel about watching Canadian teams play all the time? Well, Jeff, it
0: sucks. I hate it. <laughs> I'm, I'm wrong. I'm completely wrong. I'm sick of seeing the Winnipeg Jets. I'm sick oh. of seeing the Toronto Maple Leafs. I'm sick of seeing the Ottawa Senators. The Flames and Van- Vancouver games, I actually get excited for because they're division rivals. Yeah. But the other games, I'm just like... Oh, give me the Carolina Hurricanes tonight or give me the St. Louis Blues or, oh, man, I'll even take the New Jersey Devils. Like, just give me someone.
1: But the funny thing is, too, is like and truth be told, like I'm I, I don't I watch a ton of TV outside of the hockey. Like I I'm usually watching a show at a time, but i was trying to like i'm like i just want to watch another hockey team it's been you can't even find another game to watch like i'm i'm a partial fan of the avalanche due to their time in quebec and i other than the outdoor game i've not seen the avalanche on tv once and i don't know if it's just bad luck because of the curling that's on all five tsn channels and the fact that the march madness tournament got smushed into a three-week event or two-week event it's just like I can't even find highlights of their games unless I go online. It's just, uh, maybe I'm too old for this. So, what do you don't want
0: to, you, you don't want to partake in the, the Briar or the Scotties? No, I got no interest in curling in the least bit. I, have you ever, have you ever curled? Oh man, I curled in a men's league with my dad and brother one year. It was fun, but mm-hmm. uh, I completely like crashed into the house. So, for our American <laughs> listeners, the house is those rings that, the curlers throw the rocks into while well, i i came barreling in you know heavier set gentleman sweeping away and uh, feet go under me ass up in the air fall down smash a bunch of rocks that was my uh my last game in the curling world i decided to retire beer drinking's I, uh, good though
1: I, Yeah, i bet i i've never curled i've curled in a what it was called a fun spiel where the rocks were they were uh frozen milk jugs so <laughs> but the name of the game was to start drinking at like 11 a.m so we did that but no i just i, I most- feel like
0: i'd be one if i curled regularly i'd be like one of those news stories i'd be a victim of a, a curling accident i'd fall like i did but i'd end up like cracking my <laughs> head open on the ice they'd have them i'd be the the brad the brad memorial curling arena <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> how did he die doing a lame sport he didn't love doing what he does
0: not love yeah.
1: my uh a, qu- a quick family story my my wife's grandfather um he actually used to make curling ice like he loved the game of curling he was so a wheeleler sure yeah. He laid down the pebbles i'm i'm learning so much about curling during this podcast but i i just remember we'd be watching it and there'd either be like a baseball game on or a football or hockey game and he's like oh let's just turn on the curling and i was like oh any other sport man come on why are you stealing excitement from my life
0: (laughs) truth be told truth be told i've been to the briar and it's actually fun to go to plus the you know they have the briar patch which is a a, pretty much a beer hall or a beer tent um after the game which you love uh, yeah oh yeah, yeah partaking in libations but uh yeah, no, it's it's it, it's the social aspect of it, which is kind of fun. And to be honest, I've enjoyed going. Like, it's just uh, cool to kind of chill out. But uh, curling is not in my top 10 of favorite sports.
1: Well, I have no doubt that in, we are those Canadian lads. Speaking of Canadiana, going to the Briar Patch would be just like going to one of the team rooms for the Great Cup. You know, it's a friendly atmosphere. People are enjoying their their beverages. And I'm sure it's great fun in that way. I could just imagine, though, that if I was like, okay, well, let's go to the Briar Patch, you know, pound a few beers, and then it's like, okay, well, we have tickets for the next match. I'd walk in and be like, I'm going back to the Briar Patch. I'll see you later. (laughs) Like, there's no way I could sit through like 15 minutes of live curling.
0: Quebec is playing none of it. (laughs) Well, that could be a good (laughs) game. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh yeah yeah absolutely those are powerhouse teams in the sport of curling it's kind of like the olympics like norway's always good at it too or something right so
0: northern ontario <laughs> yeah. not just ontario northern ontario
1: i like i like too. and don't get me wrong i we're far removed from the days of elementary school where you would learn about the provincial flags i would that i always like whenever i turn on tsn and it's showing curling and i'm like what flag is this? I don't even know what province this belongs to.
0: Well, they, they added a bunch of teams and they kept like, they had one that was WC. And I'm like, oh, huh, yeah. they have a Western Canadian team. It's like, no, nope, it's the wild
1: card team.
0: And I'm like, what the hell's a wild card team?
1: I like that. I love that you brought that up. Cause the, for the four seconds I watched the, whatever curling event was this, uh, that came about a month ago, that was exactly it. I saw WC and I'm like, I don't know what the hell that is. And then they eventually admitted to the broadcast as the wild card. I'm like, give me a break. Come on. They wear shirts with a wild card on them. I will say though, too, I said this to my wife, uh, people who curl and maybe it's just the Canadians. I don't know, but I always feel this way about the Olympics. You know, they get the tandem team, the men and women's curlers. I will put my bottom dollar on the fact that those are the two most attractive people who team up in an Olympic event. Like, I think those two people are more attractive than figure skaters now. Oh wow! Yeah, I'm willing to put that we're, on the line.
0: We're gonna have to test that theory out next year and, and do a rating of the most attractive couples uh, Olympic curling team. Which country? Oh,
1: oh yeah, like the dudes are all jacked now. They all have shoulders and lats, and then chiseled jaws with stubble. Like they every and then the the chicks are all wearing yoga pants. It is it. It's an attractive sport.
0: And and the screaming.
1: And this, I don't. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> was it the Jim
0: Rome, the throwing the wheel of cheese down the hood? Oh, no. ah!
1: That was Jennifer Jones, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Manitoba,
0: Jones. the great yeah. province
1: of Manitoba, curling mecca. <clears throat> All right, well, getting off the curling a little bit. We got to go back uh,
0: to the hockey. Yeah, let's go back evaluating to evaluating the, the frigging hockey game from last
1: night. <laughs> <laughs> I will. <laughs> I will say I. The McDavid's elbow. What are your thoughts hey, on that? Okay,
0: so uh, this is my theory on the McDavid elbow. Is it so what's the guy's name? Yespin Kakanyemi?
1: Yeah, Kakanyemi. Yeah,
0: someone. <laughs> yeah. Some Kakanyemi. Uh so Kakanyemi is uh one of the guys who got COVID or was in proximity of the person who got COVID. This is my theory. Connor was pissed. Had to sit around Montreal all week. <laughs> F you mother effer. I'm taking your head out. That was oh, a headshot. That was a, that was a that was a vengeance headshot for for uh, Yemi.
1: Yeah, that was uh, that was a bad that was a bad hit. Like that pass got off. There was like two more strides before he put the elbow up. I, I was I was pretty shocked. Something must have been said or something. I love this though. This this makes me so
0: happy. Like McDavid, like he's becoming almost like a villain in the NHL. All the other fan bases are like. You've got to suspend him. You got to put a suspension on him. It's like here five five thousand uh, uh, dollar fine, five hundred or five hundred thousand dollars out of <laughs> Connor McDavid's hundred million dollar contract. Connor's is probably like yeah, take it. It's done. yeah, of course. I'll yeah, do it no again that. next year.
1: I know he he got suspended for two games uh, a few years ago, give or take, and I'm sure Gotta that keep two- him honest. Got to keep but, him honest, <laughs> <laughs> but I think that two games was far more hurtful than a 5K bill uh, for the elbow. But, but I, I truth be told, like not trying to, ta- I'm not taking a homer stance on this. I if if I was a Montreal fan, I'd be calling for a game that was pretty blatant.
0: Fuck that! I'm a homer, <laughs> and you know what he uh, he takes enough punishment. He all the grabbing and the clutching. He has to defend himself. He has to set the tone. Maybe this, uh, this will help him in the long run. Keep everybody on their toes a little bit. Uh, probably not, but as a Homer Edmonton Oilers fan, uh, yeah, I'm okay with that. You know, gotta, gotta send a message every once in a while, Jeff,
1: keep, keep everybody on their toes. I think his message can be sent via stealing the puck off the guy's, uh, stick when they cheap shot him and then potted over the goalie's, uh, shoulder. But I and quite frankly too, it's not gonna be McDavid who protects himself. It's gonna be anyone else. Nerds, ooh, Cassian. Ooh.
0: Not Cassian, he ain't dropping the flippers anymore. He's uh, broken. He doesn't his hand. have to. He doesn't have to. He can just you can just push somebody into the boards. Or grin at them with his toothless smile.
1: Hey, it's a good look. <laughs> <laughs> So, Other than
0: that, that game was a load of dog shit last
1: night. Yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't watch much of it to be honest. Uh, I, I was driving home from work, and it was, I think it was two nothing before I got out of my truck. So I was like, whatever. But, anyways, uh, I don't know. You, you were talking about how you can't throw away games necessarily. You want to get, you got to get points in every game. I don't I don't know kind of looking at the standings I really don't think that uh, the bottom 3 are a factor in any measure and I I know I want you want to get up for the uh, Calgary game on Friday cuz it's a rivalry game but
0: I don't Honestly know. it's all about points to me here's the theory and I've talked to people about this as well uh, actually a Toronto fan big time Toronto fan he 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 sees it the same way as long as the Leafs and Oilers finish 1 and 2 it's good like we need to finish first or second. We got to displace Winnipeg, get home ice advantage. I want to play Winnipeg in the first round. Let Toronto and Montreal battle it out. Toronto's probably going to come out of that series. Then we play Toronto in the second round. I'm telling you, it's going to be tight. It's going to be a tight series. If we end up playing Toronto in that second round, it's going to be tight.
1: I hope so. Sorry, I'm like hiccuping and burping because I've had a. I'm currently enjoying a Coke Zero, caffeine free.
0: <laughs> Dear listener, enjoy Jeff's indigestion.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. No, well, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if it really matters all that much. Where you, as long as you get into the top four, I think that's where. Obviously, if you have home ice through the whole thing, it's it there's an advantage to it, of course. But I don't know. I'm Judging by like how teams are playing each other on the road, I don't think the home field advantage is playing as much of a factor. Obviously staying in your own bed is gonna play a factor, but I, I don't know it's as important as previous years. And I know it's not the same sport, but I'll draw attention to the premiership. Um Teams are winning more road games in the premiership than they ever have. Uh, teams like Man United went like, I think they went like 16 games undefeated on the road, which is unheard of in soccer. So I, I think I think across all sports, I, I think home field is kind of out the window to a certain extent. But that being said, I'd rather have those play at home at, for the majority of the games. So
0: Yeah, I think it would be fun. Um, but at the end of the day, I want either, well, to be honest, I want to play Winnipeg in the first round. They've never beat Edmonton in the, first history of the franchise or, or in this
1: history of the franchise? <laughs> like, just because it took, after the, before the team went to Phoenix, it's still going to ring true. Oh, you got to play the
0: mind F game, man.
1: You got to. These players were even around when that Who was Who cares?
0: Happening. You could go in and there's the media will be playing it up. It's like, the Winnipeg Jets have never
1: beat the Edmonton Oilers. Last time
0: you they really? played was 1990. The Jets are up 3-1 <laughs> on the Oilers. Well, the Oilers came back by the epic performance of Billy Ranford and then they went on to win the stanley cup history repeats itself <laughs> do you really a spring think like God. no other jeffrey a spring like no other
1: do you really think guys like Connor hellebuck or even uh like anyone for that matter is this gonna be like oh yeah it's definitely against us uh a team that lost six years before i was born it really has any standing on today's day- game you know whose
0: face i hate off the winnipeg jets who's that nicholas ellers why he's just got this smiley looking smug face and i just you know what if connor's gonna elbow someone i hope it's him
1: you know what i'm gonna miss from the jets i'm gonna miss um oh god alane's uh undergarments for his turtleneck <laughs> it looks like he plays in a world wolf turtleneck <laughs> it's like I don't know how that guy must lose old like, in canada i got a guy must lose like 12 pounds a game sweating it all out <laughs>
0: uh, his his <laughs> His career in Columbus is coming to an end, so we'll see what oh, happens
1: there. Yeah, Hey, you know, it just goes to show you, like, I know everyone likes to trash the Oilers for taking the wrong first overall pick, and don't get me wrong, tons of mistakes and tons of player management mistakes that came with all that. It's It sometimes doesn't matter how much you're projected to be a great player. You might not turn out. How do you think Taylor Hall feels these days? I, he's pocketing some dough in Buffalo, which is good, but... Uh, I don't know. I, I, um, as time has moved on, I'm starting to feel for the dude a little bit, just in regards to just play a playoff game, but he did choose to go to Buffalo. So that's, that's on him.
0: Yeah, no, he chose to go there and I'm sure he saw, you know, some opportunity there and and the money and and all that. But I don't know. Do do you think it still rings true that, you know, and we can talk about rumors and things like that, but do you think he was a bit of a, a bit of a cock in the room and, you know, caused some issues and that's carried through to the different teams he's went to. And he's never been able to find a, a true landing spot.
1: I, I don't know. Like obviously here in Edmonton, uh, those rumors always kind of persisted that uh, between the younger guys like him, Eberle, Nugent Hopkins, and then against some of the older leadership, there was always problems in the dressing room. And, you know, there might've been extracurricular activities that were distracting him from the game. Now, these are all rumors and Edmonton. And this is why I made the argument that when you were advocating for DeBrusque to be traded over here to Edmonton, I was like, no, no, no local guy should ever want to come play for the Oilers because it's too much of a hassle. The city just knows your business inside out or at least, or they lie about it at least. So yeah, I don't know if those rumors are true. Um, I'll tell know. you my, I mean, let me tell you my
0: Taylor Hall story.
1: Okay. Let me no. just, let me just finish. Oh, up. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I just I actually feel that he's starting to become more a victim of circumstance than anything, than than his own doing. But you go ahead, tell me Taylor Hall story.
0: You know, I think it, it all ties into to Taylor Hall's time in Edmonton is that he was just too young to take on that spotlight. He didn't allow or was able, given the chance, to mature in the proper, you know, setting. I'll I'll never forget. I was uh, a part of a um, an event in Edmonton, a uh, a volunteer event, a a charity event, and. um, we did put on a a big, I guess, um, sports show uh, with a uh, a great hockey player. You could say he was the great one. Um, but uh, <laughs> I had the opportunity to to help escort Taylor Hall, who was the guest of the event, uh, to his table, and I'll never forget it. It's just like he just was this shy kid who, you know, didn't know what he was doing there. You know, it was his rookie season or second season in the league, and. Just the grooming, right? And I think we rushed so many players along. I'll never forget. He's like, hey, "Is there a is there food at this thing?" It's like, yeah, it's a banquet, man. Like, there's there's food here. Like, did anybody tell you what you're doing here? And it's just like, all right, see, see, see what's going on. But I just think he was just immature and being in Edmonton, having being too young, you know, being the front and center. I think that was a lot of pressure. And you know, if you look at what he'd be on the Edmonton Oilers today, he'd be second line for sure. He's not the first first line premier player. um, You know, and it didn't really jive with McDavid when he came here. But then again, the McDavid of today is the different than the McDavid of 2015. So, um, you know, time changes things. So, I don't know. There's always those rumors of him, you know, uh, coming back to Edmonton. Um, I don't think they're true. Uh, You got to move on from history sometimes and um, but maybe he did like it here. maybe he he loved the city, who knows, right? So, um, it'd be interesting to see you know what the oilers do here in the off season with all the cap room that they have. I know they have to sign players like uh, nuge and uh, nurse and and some others, but um apparently, there's some cap room.
1: you wouldn't know that by all the articles about the trade deadline where if it's not like for like dollars, they can't even make a move. so I. I don't know. I I don't think I don't think Taylor Hall is going to entertain the idea of coming back here. Also, I I think you could find better value other than what because he is going to command top dollar in the market and probably deservingly so to a certain extent. I don't but- think so.
0: I don't think this year he's going to have to do another one year deal to prove himself. Kind of like Tyson Berry did. I you know I'm sitting on the fence. Other fans were losing their shit the other day. Um, oiler fans of like, oh you know you got to put Bouchard in. you got to put Bouchard and I'm like. Tyson Berry was just leading the NHL in points for defense as a
1: defenseman was a yeah. same, like, as a defenseman. Yeah, I no, had a
0: dramatic I, pause there, Jeff. You have to wait yeah. for the dramatic pause. But Sorry, I, I, Tyson Berry, if I'm Ken Holland, I'm signing Tyson Berry next year. I'm trying to do what I can to put him back on this team. He is provided a new dynamic for the, the back end. You expose Clefbaum now. I think you found an opportunity to expose Clefbaum not only to the um, the uh, the draft uh, for Seattle, but uh, I think you have an opportunity now to to bring in a player like Barry, and you're you're getting starting to see that superstar kind of you know flow happen. Bring, players wanted to come here and play with McDavid and Drysidle. You know Barry could have chose anywhere to go, but he chose Edmonton because of what um, the opportunity looks like. So. Um I'm loving what I'm seeing at a Tyson Berry. He uh had a slow start, but uh he's really picked up steam. He's had a few bad games here and there, but at the end of the day for an offensive defenseman that this team has never had. This oil our o- o- Oilers fans are crazy. Like they'd rather f- focus in on, you know, a uh, uh, a prospect than, you know, somebody who's in hand right now and, you know, putting wins on the table and helping put wins on the table. Like there's a segment of the fan base that they're just crazy.
1: Well, it's kind of like if you play for a bad NFL team, like if you're the, if you're the second string quarterback, you're the most popular guy in town because everyone's waiting for you to come up and take that spot. Uh, I agree with you. I I think Tyson Berry, I I'm fearful of the fact that he probably has played himself out of Edmonton being able to afford him. Because I don't think you move on from a guy like Nurse. Uh, I, admittedly, so I'm a huge Nurse fan, so I'm very who, happy how, to see. How can you not be a Nurse fan? Oh, I've talked to I talked to people who are like, oh no, I don't like his game, or he has too many giveaways, and I'm like, well, do you know who leads the team in giveaways? Yeah, guys like him, Barry McDavid and Drysital. It's if you have the puck on your stick all the time, you're going to give up the puck on occasion. It's what happens. But I I do think that Nurse is gonna Nurse is gonna command himself a nice contract. Barry, unfortunately, probably has played himself out of Edmonton being able to afford. And then maybe I don't know what we'll see what the future holds. Like if Barry ultimately leaves, then yeah, Bouchard's got a nice kind of landing spot there. Um, my biggest problem is going back to our original episode where we talked about the NHL is that Bouchard's kind of wasting away a little bit on the taxi squad as opposed to growing as a player playing in in the AHL or even in the NHL. So
0: at the end but, of the day, though, you. You're set up now with some depth on D, you know, if there's mm-hmm. injuries or if anything happens this year to any of the the key players, you know, you have an offensive defenseman that can step in and, you know, feed pucks up to the forwards and um, put a pretty nasty shot on that as well.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's got a great shot. But I, 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 do, I, I do agree with you, though, like Barry, everyone, the knock against him was always like, yeah, but he'll put up points, but defensively is horrendous. Well, yeah, he makes mistakes. Uh, Don't get me wrong. He's not a perfect player, but I think he's a plus 11 on the season. And I know the plus minus isn't the be all end all, but he's a positive player putting up lots of good points. So I like him. I like him a lot. I like him too. But what's not to like when you're just feeding... Uh, feeding the, those top lines, so that's...
0: Ah, but still, the, when he jumps up into rushes and he actually makes, you know, decent offensive plays, like, he, he for me, like, to be honest, I'm not an Ethan Fitt Bear fan anymore. Like, I think he's dropped off significantly. His defensive play has kind of turned into shit. Um, he's he coming need, back from a concussion. I don't care. He shouldn't have got one.
1: He was on the bench. It was like, he's the biggest victim of all of this. You gotta get the face of the puck.
0: He needs to go... You got Broberg coming. You got Bouchard coming.
1: You you just said you have something in hand. Why are you focusing on? F- I don't uh, think prospects? you got
0: anything in hand. I just, honestly oh, every no. oh there was a game that the Calgary game a couple weeks ago. He was pinching like crazy. He was making bad plays. I'll you know what? I'll give him another five games. We'll see how he is in five games. Sure. We'll, we'll bring this back up.
1: Okay. Trade bear. I think he even I think he even looked better on against Toronto. I th- I think he's just he's just cleaning up his game now. Trade him. Sure, whatever. Actually like quite frankly for value because he doesn't get paid uh nearly what he probably will warrant in the open market at some point. Yeah, his value probably is high.
0: So He could be trade bait. You know, this team is in their window coming up to next year. I think next year is the window for the Oilers with McDavid and Drysaddle currently going in their prime. Um this, the Ken Holland's going to have to make some moves to really strengthen up this team and make an actual, um, an actual run at uh, at a cup and uh, get deep into the playoffs. We're not in the we're not in the happy to be here anymore phase of this team. I think we're in the the next phase. And goaltending obviously is our biggest weakness. Koskinen. We didn't even talk about Koskinen. Friggin', <laughs> let's see what Stalock can bring to the table. Maybe he can stop the first shot on a game. I'm getting sick and tired of watching that guy. Put the, <laughs> let the first puck go in the net. But then again, Oh, the defense weren't covering it. it will just puck out of the net.
1: Well, they play the fourth line and they open the game. Yeah. I don't know what the hell is going on there.
0: Again, it's a yeah. dud. They
1: played that's a what, dud. That's what I said. I mean, why bother? You should have just put a bunch of taxi squad guys on. Yeah. And yeah, Koskinen's got an issue with letting an early goal in. He's, did it a lot this year. Uh, he seemed to have worked himself out of it, but I, after a long uh, break waiting for Mike Smith to screw up. Yeah. It seems that he fell into a bad habit again. So
0: let me just say this, Mike Smith, $1.5 million this year, signing oh. a one year deal. How awesome is he? And like, how awesome is this scenario? You know, maybe he's not the guy to take us to the promise line. Maybe he is the Dwayne Rolison of 2021. Who knows, right? But he is playing his ass off. He's making great saves, dangerous saves when he has to, you know, some of those riskier plays he makes with the puck. But he honestly, I'm so impressed with Mike Smith and you truly see what he brings to the room as well. You know, you you see it in the way the guys talk about him after the games. You know, especially after wins, um, they're always talking about how Mike Smith is a is a leader in the room. He's a vocal leader. Um, you know, so a guy who's obviously in the twilight of his career, um, somebody wants to win a cup, obviously. So uh, might as well make hay when it's in front of you here. So,
1: yeah, well, he's he's playing himself into possibly having another maybe year or two. Maybe he's the Tom Brady of the Oilers, but. Ooh. He's not yeah. the GOAT. We <laughs> no, know who no, the no. GOAT is. Definitely not. But I do, I, I will say though that contracts like Mike Smith's contract is uh, very much like what the Buccaneers were able to put together for the Super Bowl run. A lot of value players, uh, players that weren't necessarily going to get $12 million a year or 10 years on that contract. But guys like Leonard Fournette, uh, Brown came in, uh, Even even Gronk. These guys were all commanding bigger money before, and then they came in. Tampa found value in guys who were kind of cast aside, and then they performed, outperformed their contracts. It works out great. Shaq Barrett, uh, defensive defensive end for them, linebacker, just got paid a monster amount of money, but he played for value for two years. So that's exactly what you get out of this type of stuff. And Mike Smith's doing the exact same thing. you totally 1.5 million for a year. Same thing as Tyson Berry's, what, 3.75? Something like th- that, yeah. Th- that, those are value. That's value right there.
0: And that's Ken Holland. That's the Ken Holland effect, you know, and the Connor McDavid effect, right? It's so. What a time to be alive, spring. <laughs> the worst, the worst
1: spring on recorded history. What a time to be alive.
0: It's a springtime like no other. You're Oilers like a, are clicking.
1: You're like a rubber band, man. I don't even know how to take you out. This is like the unprecedented spring. What a time to be alive. <laughs>
0: Welcome to the yo-yo that is Brad. I'm
1: yeah. Up, then I'm down, and up, and I'm down. <laughs> every every listener is get is now getting what I experienced for the last like twenty years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're gonna win the cup. Oh, wait a second, it's yeah. the
0: <laughs> 2012 Oilers, and they're completely crap.
1: Exactly. That's why that's why you gotta stay even keel, man. So you don't the, you don't get the highs so high and low so low. Do you remember how many times I'm like, "This
0: is the year." this is the year Nikita Nikita or whatever the guy. Oh, like, I know. yeah, he's going to help us get get out of this drought. This is the guy. Happy Bulin. Happy Bulin's the Boulin. guy. Oh, DUI. Here we go.
1: <laughs> yeah, but truth be told too, when it comes to the Oilers after so long, it's like the gambler's fallacy. You can't miss the playoffs again after eight years. You can't miss the playoffs again after nine years. It's got to be something different. It's no, it can happen again and it did over and over and over again so
0: that's why it's like so hard to believe right like what we're in right now which is a solid hockey team that's gonna make the playoffs like i i bet right now they're making the playoffs they're they're not gonna you know the the 20 some games that they have left they're not they're not falling out they're not gonna play under 500 hockey i don't believe so they're they're gonna get their points they're gonna get get into the playoffs here and, uh, and I think make a stink. Hopefully, you know, like I said, you make it that one of these Canadian teams is going to have a really awesome shot. This is a year that a Canadian team has a really solid opportunity to win the Stanley cup. And then again, you don't know how a Canadian team is going to play against one of these us teams, right? Like it's, it's such a crap shoot this year. You just don't know what the setup of the playoffs and who knows, like, They might have to go into a bubble scenario again as well in the final four because, you know, the way the cases are going up with COVID, um, nobody's getting across that border anytime soon.
1: No, you're right. It it could very well be one of those situations where a city like Toronto or a city like Edmonton is hosting the bubble again. Uh, And quite frankly, if you're down to your final four and the players know oh, we're only playing a couple more rounds, then that's not that. That's not too bad then. I wouldn't want, it'd be, it'd be terrible to do it for the entire playoffs. I'd feel for the guys again.
0: So. Yeah, it would be terrible as well. I agree with you 100%. And to be honest, I don't think they'll play. I think they want fans in the stands. So I could see somewhere like Florida or Texas getting um, actual oh, yeah. um, yeah. the bubble, well, which would be kind of cool, right? To have fans in the stands for the final four of the Stanley Cup playoffs, you know, that'd create some cool atmosphere.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, look, uh, there's there's people in the stands for the March Madness tournaments going on right now. I know it's predominantly close family and friends, but, but hey, there's parts of the United States that are allowing it to happen. So it's it's better than having nobody for sure. it. Vega. Hell, hell the, the Texas Rangers are going to play their home opener, I think, tomorrow in front of a packed stadium. So.
0: What a time to be alive.
1: <laughs> what a time to be alive. <laughs> so... Switching gears slightly out of hockey, but it is spring. So opening day is tomorrow. Um, the enthusiasm will stand for about a week for me until the Red Sox are pretty much eliminated from the playoffs already. But you're a Jays fan. What Anything you're looking forward to?
0: Oh, yeah, man. I'm so pumped to watch George Springer this year with the Jays. Vladdy, he sweated it out this summer. Killed some of those LBs. Um, he's coming in thin and mean. Um, Bo Bouchette, you know, hitting machine. Uh, I think the Jays are, are, are primed to take a next step. They're not going to be the ALCS champions this year. Um, they might make the playoffs. It, it could be interesting, especially, you know, the way things are set up, but, um, the Jays, they're an up and coming team and this management team has put together quite the, uh, Uh, The structure, you know, you get a former World Series MVP in George Springer, um, you know, good core to the nucleus that they have around there. Uh, I think they need to work on their bullpen a little bit. But uh, uh, as a whole, you know, I I think the the Jays are looking strong and and could put up a competitive of uh, uh, a team this year uh, in the American League.
1: Well, I think they're they're going to win enough games to probably be competitive for a wild card spot. I, I think them and Tampa are going to be fighting out for that second spot in the in, on in that division. Uh, they're both they're all going to get to beat up on Boston and Baltimore for most of the season, which will be you know good for the Jays. But it's so um,
0: weird, like thinking Boston's just not there right now.
1: Oh, the. Like uh, Devers is uh, fantastic to watch uh, that. He's very exciting. I could see them eventually jettisoning him if they can't get the team together. The, the only thing that's worth looking forward to as a Sox fan is Bobby Dalbeck is going to be playing first base and he might contend for the American league rookie of the year. If, if he he's a power hitter, he'll, he'll get a bunch of strikeouts as a result too. But, but no, it's going to be a sad season for that, for that franchise, for sure.
0: Yeah, it's nice. It's talking about spring. It is kind of fun to, you know, start talking about baseball and and seeing some of the sports come back again. And, you know, baseball is just awesome, right? Nothing better than sitting at the ballpark, uh, drinking a beer, uh. watching the game, right? So I'm looking forward to the uh, Edmonton Riverhawks this year coming back and uh, playing some games. Hopefully we can actually go to the bloody stadium this year and watch them.
1: Well, I was going to say, unfortunately, with that level of baseball, uh, you're not watching that on TV. So if if, if you can't get to the stadium, uh, there's really no point of playing those games other than those guys potentially trying to get drafted if they haven't been already. So...
0: It's college summer ball, right? So yeah. you know, it's uh, with the, the ownership team behind it though, with the, the guy from booster juice and Dr. Randy Gregg, former Edmonton oiler. Great. Um, you know, I think it's a, uh, it's good, a good setup, right? Whereas the prospects, um, I don't know. I just didn't like what I saw there. So
1: <laughs> a little hard on the prospects. Jeez Louise. <laughs> they took Bush league to a new level. I think it was fine. It it's it was minor, fine. It was it's fun. minor league baseball. And hey, quite frankly, uh, for those who don't live in Edmonton and potentially listening to this, uh, the ballpark here in Edmonton used to be a a great standard for AAA ballparks. It was it's a beautiful field in a nice part of Edmonton. Uh, that is the reason you go to that game to go sit in the sun and enjoy that stadium with a beer and a hot dog. So,
0: oh man, there was nothing better than going down to the River Valley. And going to John Ducey Park, which is now Remax Field, which is probably something else. I they probably changed the name, but they built that uh, stadium, I believe, in the early nineties. Um, it's the gem, really, of the the River Valley uh, for sports uh, uh, events locations in in probably Western Canada. Um, you know the the views are fantastic, um, right next to the river. Um, you know, it's a shame, right? Like obviously travel became a big issue for the Pacific Coast League and we lost the Edmonton Trappers. Um, but you know, we need ball in the city. We need some baseball. There's nothing better. Like I said, going down to the park, um, and watching a game, no matter what the level is, you know, we had independent baseball here for a while. Um, you know, non-affiliated baseball. Now we have college, you know, players coming through and, you you know Edmonton and Edmontonians will support something that's fun. Uh to be honest, this year, you know, as, as long as we can get in the stands, uh my goal is actually to get out to an FC Edmonton game, um and support some soccer as well. That's something that I've never done and um since the drillers were here from an indoor sports uh indoor soccer point of view. So, um you know, soccer's on the grow here in in Canada and uh you yeah, know, it'd be kind of cool to see soccer grow and, and get maybe even an MLS team in in Edmonton one day. That'd be uh, a bit of a stretch, but you know, it, it'd be nice.
1: Yeah i I have zero hope of this city ever getting a a, prof- a professional team to that level. The unfortunately the the playing you, with the weather we get, you just you, they start playing for way way earlier than what we can play a home game here in Edmonton. So.
0: It's funny, we're I, talking about the Trappers, though. Uh, the Ross Flats uh, people, I know you're wearing their shirt, um, yeah. but uh, they had put an Instagram post out the other day of uh, a game that actually occurred between uh, the California Angels uh, against the Edmonton Trappers, but it was at Commonwealth mm-hmm. Stadium. And I, for the life of me, for the last like decade, I've been trying to find pictures of what this would have looked like at commonwealth stadium watching a baseball game um reggie jackson was the star of the california angels you you (laughs) might know him from the naked gun movie
1: (laughs) i was gonna say kill
0: the queen
1: i was gonna say like what year did this take place and until you said Reggie jackson but uh yeah i'm completely unaware that this game even it took place to be honest
0: oh yeah it's like so like in, in the lore of edmonton baseball this happened and nobody knows about it and to be honest with you you know i, I want to do some digging i want to find out if there's like tv or newspaper or anything that you know took this in because it would be amazing to see right like uh, could a major league game be played at commonwealth stadium even today you know even in an exhibition game right like um I don't know. It'd be it'd be kind of cool to see just something you know of interest that I've always had interest in from an Edmonton sports point of view.
1: You know what? I, I immediately while you were describing that the, the thought that came into my head was because uh, for those who haven't been to Commonwealth Stadium, there is a track and field track that encirculates the uh, football field. Could you imagine a, a major league baseball player running onto that track, losing track of where he was, and running into the concrete that makes up the stands in Commonwealth? Oh, Guys. No. Would, People would be like, I wish I ran into the brick wall as as, in Wrigley. Like that's freaking deadly. (laughs) It'd be horrible. Oh, poor Reggie tours ACL on that track. Why do we play this game here? The, the only thing I could think of was like when uh, the Packers played a game in Winnipeg for the preseason, I think it was last year, But Aaron Rodgers was, like, walking around and looking at, like, where the – there's holes where the fucking – where the goalposts were supposed to be. He's like, I'm going to end my career if I run on this. This is ridiculous.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that stadium is a future – XFL stronghold. So I
1: was uh, I was gonna say like every time I see some kind of marketing material come out about this where the rock is saying that oh we're closer than all of you think I just it, there's no way I <laughs> have zero top of this man. no the,
0: I've been following this closely there's just no money in the CFL and uh they there's, need to do something
1: <laughs> Yeah there might not be any money but there's no XFL.
0: <laughs> there's like eight teams man. <laughs> there's the no rock teams. bought it for fifth. $1 million dollars from Vince
1: it, McMahon. There's no teams, there's no players, there's no product. It's nothing.
0: That uh that steak dinner, this is what's going to happen when the first <laughs> when the first down is played of the XFL, CFL, whatever they call it, the Continental Football League, whatever you want to call it, uh this is what's going to happen. We're going to be eating a steak. We're going to be eating the steak and I'm going to be sipping on a beverage, an alcoholic beverage, because I'm going back on the old alcohol here real soon. <laughs> I'm just gonna smugly eat my steak that you're buying for me because you're gonna lose this bet. Mm. It's happening, Jeff.
1: Oh, I can just wait, I, it's fine by me. I, the, the bigger threat is the fact that there might not be a CFL season this season, and if that doesn't happen, if I it might not be anything to play, so
0: well, if you don't think that happens, you got to think the odds of. The the XFL CFL mergers it, it goes up.
1: Oh, maybe it does. If that's the case, actually, maybe it does.
0: You'll be watching the Grey Cup with the uh the was it the Baltimore or the uh what are they all? the St Louis Battle Group or Stars or Battle Battalion? Who
1: knows? Right?
0: I don't even yeah, know an XFL team's name. Yeah, No, the Seattle Dragon. They had the Seattle Dragon. Yeah,
1: I was going to say, nor should you know an XFL team name because they don't exist. So. I,
0: I watched a few games. They were kind of fun to watch
1: last year. Oh, yeah? It, that's such a lasting impression on you. You could barely name a team. <laughs> Pretty much. Okay, sounds good. Speaking of uh, leaving an impression, for those, uh, as we're recording this, uh, not release date, it is March 31st, and the cinematic event... Of the spring is taking place, Godzilla versus Kong. Brad, will you see this movie?
0: You know what? I'll give it. A, I'll give it a shot. Uh, you know, it seems a little far fetched. A
1: this is the re- potential review. It's far fetched.
0: <laughs> you know, I've seen a few. I've been kind of diving deep into like you know docudramas, you know uh, things like that though winter soldier and uh and falcon really good so far uh wandavision started out real shitty and uh ended strong so um yeah no uh for kong versus godzilla is it is it godzilla versus king kong or godzilla versus king kong versus godzilla
1: i think it's godzilla versus king kong but i'm sure they have double billing like depending on where you see it it's probably reversed
0: I think it's gonna be fun. It's you know gonna be a fun movie. Yeah, I'll watch it. I've seen. Remember Godzilla with Matthew Broderick going through New no, York I,
1: City. Yeah, that was a good I, show. I saw that in the theater. I had the so toy. Did I. I had the yeah. toy as a as a teenager. But no, I, I'm I'm super excited for this movie. I love these st- stupid monster movies. I love Kong. I love Godzilla. I'm super jacked for this this might be the first movie for those like released in theater where you can pay for in advance this might be my first one so
0: oh man yeah this is getting just gonna pop some popcorn That's Get right all excited yeah. have a little yeah. whiskey next to him get all excited he'll be all jittery in his chair waiting for it to start yeah, yeah. and It'll he's be- got a battle axe apparently king kong so Ooh. he's he's sophisticated he's uh he's, he's got learned a, to use a, tools oh, weapon. yeah <laughs> he's, he's got a weapon
1: to, he's learned to use tools he he'll use fire <laughs> yeah kong smash your face in with a pickaxe <laughs> yeah.
0: which is a great tool to bust up a outdoor hockey rink by the way it's cut oh, through you, it like butter you finally got that out nope nope there's <laughs> about uh couple thousand pounds of ice I'm sure and uh the temperatures are raising this week so I'm gonna cut it out with a pickaxe tried the chainsaw yesterday that was kind of fun took too long though so yeah I, I'll post some pictures on our on our Twitter feed
1: yeah absolutely actually I truth be told I'd probably be a little bit uh freaked out using a chainsaw while doing up my rink
0: no it was fun it was actually quite satisfying it was like cutting through the the ice very satisfying you know it was it was, it was good
1: You should save save some of that for uh, drinks on the weekend.
0: Yeah, I don't know. The dog's been shitting all over (laughs) the place, so I don't think you want that. That,
1: That's extra flavor.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Honey the dog.
1: (laughs) That shit don't taste like honey. (laughs) No, that is gross for sure.
0: So you had a surprise, Jeff, that you wanted to mm. uh, to bring up on, on the podcast. And I have no idea what you have in store for us, but you were trying to test out some audio to see if the listener could uh, can hear. Hopefully we're not uh, making any copyright infringements or anything like that. So uh, I'm excited to see what you got uh, in store for us here.
1: Well, I will say if we do run the risk of uh, some playing some copyright infringement and not paying for the rights of of the music i'm going to play here uh truth be told i heard it on another podcast so we'll just point them in that direction because compared to them we're an empty bag they have deep pockets so well i think we're safe here now i'm as we all know society has changed dramatically over time uh things that we didn't accept we now accept we're welcoming of other people we are yes we are we're supposed to be
0: most people are i don't think there's a yeah there's a segment of the population that's really being real shitty right now but that being said keep going
1: yeah yeah there's there's some incredible videos and i'm not trying to make light of it while sounding i'm like i'm laughing about it there's some incredible videos of people being attacked which is uh, extremely unfortunate it's it's ridiculous but on to lighter matters things have changed uh, to attitudes about relationships between men and women have changed. What our roles are have changed, and just generally how we treat our treat each other has changed. Would you Where are agree? You with going me? with this, dude. Yeah, things uh, have yeah. changed. It's this fucking is... weird. TV, movies, music—they all kind of reflect what society is allowing at this point in time. And I have found a doozy of a song. Now, I'm not going to give you the title because it's going to give away the part that shocked the hell out of me. But it's by a band called The Crystals. Uh, I didn't look it up, but I'm almost a 1,000% certain that this song was written by a man, although it's performed by a uh, women's uh, uh, trio or quad group. But I want to play this song for you. And I'm hoping this is going to come through. So, this is an experiment. I apologize to your listener if this doesn't quite work out. But I'm about to play, and I just want you to listen to the lyrics of this song, okay? I'm going to play about 30 seconds to 40 seconds, okay? he has
0: got a town. Yeah.
1: Did not she just say you hit me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, Just ate this. What's it up? If
0: he didn't for me, I could never make him mad.
1: But he hit me. Up, and I was glad. So. If he if, hit her and she <laughs> was mad. No, he. <laughs> because I, I, I jumped to a part of the song that I didn't want to explain the whole thing, but apparently the story of the song is that she was with another. And because he was upset, and upset only in her reasoning, because she he loved her, he hit her. That's <laughs> <not> the- okay. <laughs> i know that's awful it's insane why
0: is this a song
1: this was a chart topper what this 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 wasn't even just like some obscure song like i don't get me wrong i never heard of it until today but i was so flabbergasted when i heard it i'm like i have to see if i can play this on the podcast it is why is
0: this a song
1: i don't know (laughs) but (laughs) those lyrics are insane
0: that's just all, uh, unless you're, br- maybe you're bringing attention to violence against women. And obviously we <laughs> don't, we need to make sure that this doesn't happen. Like, you know, this is crazy, but like, why is that a song?
1: We need to dive deeper into the, why this is a song, Jeff. Like this is, somebody making money off this song. Well, I would say, well, I don't know if anyone's making money now. Like, as I said, I think the crystals were around in like the fifties or something. But anyways. Is
0: like old people singing? Yeah. This is an old
1: song. Yeah, this this isn't new. This is why from, is it
0: charting now?
1: No, no, it's not charting now. It's not charting now. Sorry. Um, the only the only relevant new thing it was charting then it was Amy Winehouse apparently loved this song, which kind of makes sense to a weird. Oh, well, The start yeah. has like that like nice little moat. Yeah, do Diana Ross
0: is coming out, but like, <laughs> why would this? Is, why was anybody even listening to this now? Are is
1: is this part of cancel culture? No, I, I, this song this song's long gone. I just I was just so flabbergasted that at one point it would be something that was played on the radio, and that's that's kind of where I was leading to. Things have changed. You could not make this song now. Oh, that's where you're going with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. There's no way you could make this song today. You
0: shouldn't have made that
1: song then. <laughs> I would agree, but it's just at one point, it was relatively acceptable to express your love for your wife by smacking her. It's
0: insane. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> this
1: is I, crazy talk. I know, it's insane. I can't believe the song exists, but I had to share it. I can't it.
0: believe we actually did what's going on
1: yeah, this could have been a whole episode oh, well we can touch on it next episode we, like every, every at the end of every episode we'll touch on five minutes about the he hit me song by the crystals <laughs> which is what it's called he hit me <laughs> that's crazy
0: <laughs> oh god but that, the one thing about this podcast i learned something new Every single time we come on this thing, either you're educating me or maybe I'm educating you. Bo educates us on all kinds of stuff with the Rebel News. Uh, Keenan Bexty, you're crazy. Um, But uh, that's nuts. I can't believe somebody wrote a song like that.
1: Oh, as I said, it had to have been a dude. There's no way a trio of women wrote a song. (laughs) I know. Hey, different time, man. Jesus. Yeah. It was a different time. Because I, I don't know the demographic who listens to our podcast. I'm hoping that there's like some 75 year old dude who's like, I, <laughs> i, I rem- the LP. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that was a better time. I don't know why these guys it's are like, criticizing it.
0: No, it was not. It was crazy and it was terrible. And like, I'll admit, like, there's n- crazy, crazy stuff going on now. But I, I truly think we're for the better. You know, like. I'm going to change the topic. Like you just blew my mind, but I was, uh, have you ever heard of the, uh, we're going to, we're going to touch on the topic de jour, the UFO phenomenon, uh, what's happening. And, uh, there are some crazy things coming out. And, uh, it's interesting. If you get a chance, Google skinny Bob alien. Okay. So in 2009, some rando dude posted a video of a, Suspected alien government, you know, documented video, uh, film, uh, that was, uh, uh, never been released. So, um, it's kind of lives out there and I'm doing some deep dives these days on, uh, on the old Google machine. But, uh, uh, like I said, hockey only fills up most of the time. But, um, if you Google skinny Bob UFO, um, it shows a video of an alien. Um, and, and, it's it's really interesting because it, it looks pretty realistic. Um, some people say, obviously, CGI, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, 2009 CGI wasn't that good. Um, to produce this type of video. I'm not saying it's real, but the one thing that really struck me is uh, James Fox. He's the uh, director of the uh, documentary, the phenomenon um, which uh, Jeff and I both dove into and we're really interested in once it came out. And it really takes a um, kind of a, a categorical you know, view of uh, different events over the last 70 years uh, with the UFO phenomenon and um James Fox uh, interviewed it's the aerial school in Zimbabwe and these children uh, essentially uh, said they came in contact with actual aliens or whoever they are and um, uh, in this documentary, um, it happened in the, uh, I believe in the nineties, I think it was 94. And now these people are all, you know, grown, grown up and, um, you know, on with their lives. But, uh, James Fox actually showed this, uh, this footage. Um, he, he, he kind of, you know, was like, whatever, I'll, I'll show it. But somebody told him, Hey, show this video to these people. And, uh, all the people he interviewed, um, that had that encounter with the uh, alien, um, or aliens, because it was multiple, I guess, said, uh, uh, yes, that was uh, pretty much uh, them. So it was kind of eerie when I saw this. So And there's another documentary coming out with the aerial um, Zimbabwe um, doc,
1: uh, our, uh, encounter,
0: which is uh, an encounter with children with aliens and UFOs.
1: Okay, so uh, while you were explaining the situation, I quickly looked that up that ain't real <laughs> <laughs> like I said I don't believe it yeah that I ain't just, real like, um I will say though too like um in in <laughs> maybe it is though Jeff in my I, I think when we were taught discussing the phenomenon in episode two um I think what I had kind of alluded to is the fact that I think people are as a generality are bad eyewitnesses everyone believes that their memory is better than it should be your your mind actually this is proven you you, you, we kind of fill in the gaps in our memory because we're not really paying attention to everything going around us. Uh, these people in this movie, don't get me wrong, I believe they saw something, I believe, or at least they all think they saw something. It's too many witnesses to have just said, like, there was nothing there. But if they're willing to say, like, 30 years later, yeah, this is what I saw, then these people have just thought it up for too long. They've, they've, they've imagined this image in their heads. Because that's nothing.
0: (laughs) I have to imagine though, if you see something and obviously, you know, we're not talking crazy talk here in the sense that like the Pentagon has come out and said UFOs are essentially real. They don't know what they are. There's a congressional report coming out in June. Um, We don't know what's going to be included in that report, but it could be pretty, you know, life-changing for us in planet Earth. You know, if they, they find out that these things aren't caused by an adversary, you know, Russia, China, North Korea, uh, Iran, one of the top, you know, uh, military type countries, Um, then what is it?
1: Yeah, as I said, like, okay, these are two different examples. I will say there's probably enough evidence to believe that there is something out there. Uh, I I agree with that. And I think the government's know more than they let on. And and we're going to find out more about that. I don't think that's on the same level of... Uh, a bunch of children reminiscing from 30 years ago saying oh yeah I, I drew a picture 30 years ago and look it looks like this skinny bob he just <laughs> made me look up but as i said i i think those are two different things um i i think eyewitness accounts are for the most part um said people fill in the gaps people are unreliable it, it is what it is a oh, quick side note before i forget to mention Do you know who one of the pilots that called in the Phoenix sighting was back in the 96 or so? No. Kurt Russell. What? Yeah. Kurt Russell was one of the pilots who called it in. Wyatt Russell's dad? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone knows it is Wyatt Russell's dad. Kurt Russell, the accomplished actor who's been around for like 40 years. Yeah. Wyatt's dad. Give me a break.
0: That's (laughs) Kurt Russell role. Herbie Brooks. Miracle.
1: No Snake oh yeah come on
0: kurt russell topic podcast coming up
1: oh i i got a friend who was in love with kurt russell <laughs> yeah i'll get a bunch of dirt for you for that
0: one fantastic in the hateful eight by the way
1: oh yeah yeah i like uh, a lot of people pooed that movie i i don't know why i really enjoyed it it's it's oh, fantastic it's, movie yeah i think it's great yeah he was great in it too i have not a, I'm not going to spoil anything, but shocking with what happened. I was like, holy crap.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. It's one of Tarantino's best. One of Tarantino's best.
1: Yeah, I don't know where I'd rank it. It's not number one. No, it's one of the good ones, though. It's, yeah, it's definitely one good
0: ones. Like a fantastic movie. But that being said, yeah, no, the the UFO stuff's getting really interesting, and it's not dying off. I truly thought once Biden got in that it's going to die off, but maybe he's the... Uh, The old papa, the grandpa, who's going to come to the uh, to the microphone and we're going to have an Oval Office address. And he's going to tell the uh, the world about the uh, existence of things that we don't know about. Or it's going to just be, you know, continue to be put in the back burner and all that kind of
1: stuff. I'll say that realistically, outside of a few acknowledgements, no new information has come out. Yeah. We're still in the same boat that we were six months ago, effectively. No,
0: that's not true. You know, you've got well, what's new, new directors of da- national events coming out saying this
1: is going to be a really, you know, interesting um, that's report. Not, that's not new information, though. That's just them giving an opinion on what the report could be. Why do you got to be such a Debbie Downer? I'm not a Debbie Downer. I'm just pointing it out. That's not new information. That's not yeah. necessarily governing acknowledgement. That's just saying, hey, I think this is important.
0: Yeah, I love nerding out on this. This is just an interesting topic, but to be brutally honest, I think I've said this on podcasts before. If I saw something, it would haunt me. It'd haunt me for the rest of my
1: life. Or you might forget it entirely. People oh. supp- suppress those memories. True enough. Yeah. True enough. So <laughs> that was, that was what deep. What a time like to be alive, Jeff. Just think about how much you could suppress something if you got hit. And somebody behind, somebody behind you was singing. He hit me. You could, you could, you could get rid of that memory. That's not this fucking terrible. a terrible song.
0: What a terrible
1: time. Can we get it as the closing song? No, well, we no. Can't. <laughs> okay. All right. That being said, anything? our wives would be very
0: disappointed in us if that was the case.
1: No, it, it's not an endorsement of the song. Actually, my my wife was was laughing pretty hard at the fact that it exists as well, so I was good with that.
0: So. There's so much crazy shit that exists, so like, there's so much stuff that you'd, like, you'll just come across something and be like, oh my god, that that happened. And you're like, mm. now we know about He
1: Hit Me by the crystals. That's right. Those Canadian lads, bringing you information from 1950-something. <laughs> 50s. <laughs> yeah. Friggin... greatest generation my ass (laughs) the the salad days of hitting your loved ones (laughs) oh my god (laughs) all right uh before we sign off anything else you want to touch on before we go
0: no I can't believe we're gonna be putting this out in the public forum now the crystals (laughs) crazy time I'm still just like shocked (laughs) people need to know I I thought this was like you're like this is a song for like somebody wrote this today but even worse it's
1: you know it's just oh my god no it's awesome it's a As I said, it's a reflection of what society found accepting at some point or another. It's absurd. Jeffrey, in closing back to the original topic of the night,
0: back to the topic that everybody wants to talk about right now, hockey playoffs. I cannot wait. I want the Oilers to make it and they're going to make it. I want to watch hockey on my deck again into the summer. You know, it's not starting until the middle of May. Um, I just it was so cool to watch hockey pretty much in summertime, you know, late spring, early summer. Um, I'm looking forward to that again.
1: Yeah, uh, as the season gets going, uh, sorry, gets wrapping up. uh, I think it'll be an exciting time. I'm looking forward to it. I don't believe the Oilers are going to slip out of a playoff spot. So here's hoping, of course. And uh, I'll go with a quick note. Yankees, Dodgers and Padres are going to wreck baseball this year. Their rosters are absolutely sick. Uh, Degrom's going to win a Cy Young. His third which will be fantastic, and uh, we'll slide into playoff hockey.
0: A season like no other. Give me a break. Well, listener, thank you for listening. It was episode twenty-one. I cannot believe again. Every t- I think we am saying this every week. I can't believe we made it to episode twenty. I can't believe we made it to episode twenty-one. Well, guess what? Episode twenty-two is going to be right around the corner. I think next week. Uh, we touch on the new K to six Edmonton. Oh no, Alberta uh, education curriculum. That's come out uh, uh, as a parent of children who are in K to six. I do have concerns with this UCP government. I'm, uh, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, quite concerned uh, of what they might be learning here in the near future. So
1: I got to do some studying, so we'll get there. Yeah, we'll we'll do some
0: research and we'll bring it for you listeners of those canadian lads jeffrey good night brad have a good evening all the best thanks again for listening to those canadian lads podcast give us a follow on social media we're on the twitter instagram and facebook and if you like what you heard give us a follow and share it with your friends thanks again and have a great night